Welcome to the Money, Mind, and Meaning podcast. I am your host, Dr. Daniel Crosby. Thank you for uh, spending a couple minutes with me today to try and better yourself and know a little more today than you did yesterday. Um, If you'd like to support the show, if you're enjoying the things you hear, there's two primary means by which you can do that. Uh, The first is to leave a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, The second uh, that'll cost you a few more bucks is to buy a copy of The Laws of Wealth, Psychology and the Secret to Investing Success. So today we're going to talk about your money and your brain. And to do this, as always, I want to introduce it with a story. And this story comes to us from, from, way, from the way, way back from a gentleman named Thales of Miletus, who's the founder of the School of Natural Philosophy. Uh, he was a contemporary of Aristotle's, and he was one of the seven sages of ancient Greece. So Thales was tasked with inscribing short words of wisdom onto the temple of Apollo at Delphi. And to this end, he was asked, what is the hardest and most important task of humanity? So think if you were asked, what's the hardest and most important task of humanity? What, what would be your response? Well, Thales says the, the answer to that question is to know thyself. So he was then asked the inverse, which would be what? The, the easiest and least important task. And he replied that giving advice was the thing least profitable to humankind that came very easily. So unfortunately for you and I, Wall Street has done a great deal of the the latter and very little of the former, and sometimes with very disastrous consequences. So fortunately for you, we're going to make that right today here on the show. So if knowing oneself is the absolute cornerstone of successful investing, there's no better place to start than the very seat of knowing, the brain. So let's touch on a couple of mnemonics, right? See if you remember these back from your school days. My very educated mother just served us nine pizzas. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. 30 days, half September, April, June, and November. So you probably are familiar with all of these little shorthand mnemonics that helped you remember something. Well, mnemonics were invented by the ancient Greeks and have been used by students of all ages ever since. So whether they take the form of, <clears throat> whether they take the form of an acronym, rest in peace Pluto, uh, a rhyme, a vis- visualization, their longevity is a testament to their usefulness. So as we begin our discussion of the brain as it applies to investing, I'd like you to remember three important truths about your brain by visualizing a tweed-clad septuagenarian in line at a steak buffet at 4 p.m. That's right, your brain is like a tweed-wearing old man in line at a steak buffet at 4 p.m. Just like the person you've imagined, your brain is old, hungry, and impatient. So it isn't entirely fair to say that the brain is old in as much as our species isn't that old in, in evolutionary terms. But our brains are certainly old relative to the modern milieu, milieu in which we utilize them. As Jason Zweig says in Your Money in Your Brain, Homo sapiens is less than 200,000 years old and the human brain has barely grown since then. In 1997, paleoanthropologists discovered a 154,000-year-old Homo sapien skull in Ethiopia. The brain it once held would have been about 1,450 cubic centimeters in volume, no smaller than the brain of the average person living today. 
So our brains have remained relatively stagnant in terms of their in terms of their functionality over the last 150,000 years, but the complexity of the world, I think you would agree, uh, has exploded uh, over that time. So formal markets like our stock market are just about 400 450 years old. So it would be a gross understatement to say that our mental hardware uh, has not caught up to the times in which it is currently living. So evolutionary vestiges are apparent in the way that modern men and women uh, invest, even though their reasons for doing so have long since vanished. In ancient times, our ancestors would have stored excess food supplies from the spring and summer to be relied upon in the colder fall and winter months. Oddly enough, it would appear that saving and investing behavior ticks up today in the spring and summer months too. Even when scientists control for the impact of seasonality, past performance, advertising, liquidity needs, things like that. So these effects have been observed in the US, Canada, and even Australia, where the seasons are nearly six months out of sync with North America. Although none of the ancient rules of living apply, Modern investors inexplicably take risk in the spring and summer to be able to ride out the harsh fall and winter. <clears throat> so one consequence of this old mental equipment is that the brain can end up doing double duty, with primitive structures tasked with parsing risk and reward now charged with a job foreign to their design. So emotional centers of the brain that helped guide primitive behavior like avoiding attack are now shown by brain scans to be involved in processing information about financial risks. These brain areas are found in mammals the world over and are blunt instruments designed for quick reaction, not precise thinking. Rapid, decisive action may save a squirrel from an owl, but it doesn't do much to help investors in most instances. In fact, a large body of research suggests that investors profit most when they do the least. So just to touch on this notion a little bit, that we get the most when we do the least, uh, the fund behemoth Vanguard examined the performance of accounts that made no changes versus those who made tweaks. Sure enough, they found that the no change condition handily outperformed the tinkerers. Behavioral economist Mir Statman cites research from Sweden showing that the heaviest traders lose 4% of their account value each year to trading costs and poor timing and that these results are consistent across the globe. Across 19 different major stock exchanges that scientists have examined, investors who made frequent changes trailed buy and hold investors by an average of 1.5 percentage points per year. So perhaps the best known study on the damaging effect of our brain's action bias also provides insight into gender-linked tendencies in trading behavior. So a study done by Odin and Barber, two of the fathers of behavioral finance, looked at the individual accounts of a large discount broker and found something very surprising to them. So this compares men and women, right? And single men and single women versus married men and women. So the men in the study traded 45% more than the women, with single men out-trading their female counterparts by a whopping 67%. So Barber and Odin attributed this greater activity to overconfidence, uh, but whatever its psychological roots, it consistently degraded returns. As a result of overactivity, the average man in the study underperformed the average woman by 1.4 percentage points per year. So again, the average man in this study underperformed by one, almost 1.5 percentage points per year. 
Worse still, single men lagged single women by 2.3%, which is an incredible drag on returns when you compound it over an investment lifetime. So in an effort to understand how the brain processes patients, McClure and colleagues measured the brain activity of participants as they made a series of choices with either immediate or delayed monetary rewards. When the choices involved an immediate reward, the ventral striatum, medial orbitofrontal cortex, and medial prefrontal cortex were all used. So these are uh, tongue-twisting words, obviously, but these are parts of the brain implicated in drug addiction and impulsive behavior. So the prospect of an immediate reward provided a flood of dopamine that respondents found hard to resist. Choices among delayed rewards, on the other hand, activated the prefrontal and parietal cortex. These are parts of the brain associated with deliberation. The results of the study suggest that our ability to control our short-term impulses towards greed are limited and that we are more or less wired for immediacy, which is bad news for the informed investor. So your brain, old and hungry and impatient as it is, is primed for action. This is great news if you're in a war, and it's awful news if you are fighting to retire. Scariest of all, there seems to be a, ca a causal relationship between activity in the emotional centers of our brain and making risky investment decisions. Researchers who evoke strong emotions in their subjects show consistently that their subsequent investment decisions are poorer and riskier. Adding insult to injury, your brain is not just outdated and impatient, it's also very hungry. Like an out-of-date iPhone that's hungry for battery, your brain simultaneously manages to have limited functionality and even worse battery life. Although the brain accounts for just 2-3% of your total body weight, it consumes an incredible 25% of the body's energy when you're thinking hard. As a result of this outside ap outsized appetite, your brain is constantly searching for ways to go into a sort of energy saver mode and just not work quite so hard. This is a natural and even a beautiful manifestation of the body's harmony, but it also means that we do a lot of coasting. A lot of coasting, drafting off of the ideas of others, and relying on heuristics and cognitive shortcuts. A vast majority of the time, these shortcuts do us no harm and can even be very beneficial. You can drive home from work, for example, and barely notice. But they can be profoundly damaging when we're trying to make investment decisions. So your brain is a miracle, unrivaled by even the most sophisticated technology. But it's a miracle that's equipped for a different time and place. After millennia of fighting famine, war, and pestilence, we now live in a society of greater and greater ease that is increasingly left to fight psychological battles. Obesity will kill more people this year than hunger. Suicide claims more lives annually than war, terrorism, and, and violent crime combined. Your brain is still fighting a war won eons ago, and you must steal it for a new battle that rewards patience and consistency over speed and strength. So if this week is anything like last week, it's going to be a week where you're tempted to act, where you're tempted to make changes to your portfolio, where you're tempted to want to tinker with what you've been doing. When you're tempted to do so, I hope that you'll think back on this podcast, understanding what you now do about your brain, that it's old, that it hasn't changed in 150,000 years, 
that it's hungry, that it may just account for 2 to 3% of your body weight, but it accounts for somewhere between 20 to 25% of your metabolic spend, and that it's impatient, and that this action bias, this tendency towards impatience, can lead you to some dark paths uh, in terms of the ways that you manage your money. Thank you for listening. If you're interested in supporting the podcast again, please go and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or spend a few dollars and go check out The Laws of Wealth, Psychology, and the Secret to Investing Success. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.